the good news is in the lungs, it appears to be replicating at 10 times less the rate than mm. some of them. Oh. So there's your explanation for why it is more infectious, spreading. You know, our boogers go out there, right? <laughs> and then when you get into the lungs, though, it doesn't replicate, causing the pneumonia, which mm -hmm. is the COVID. That's what the D is, the disease mm -hmm. on COVID for coronavirus. The pneumonias have been apparently less severe. Mm. And also remember, millions and millions of people, even a million plus people in Hawaii, have some strong immunity to decrease the severity. So your antibodies are working. Mm. They just don't stop it completely. And thus, you end up having... And I expect we will have fewer hospitalizations overall. Mm -hmm. We spiked up to 448 people in the hospital on September 3rd. I think it's going to look more like about 150 people in the hospital at a time when we spike this time. Hmm. I'm watching the numbers really closely with the experts, and that's what it appears to be. But let's keep our fingers crossed because the more we do now to get boosters or prevent major spread, mm -hmm. the less the um, surge will be and the faster we'll be done with this and then – Hopefully, everyone will be boosted by then. We shouldn't worry. So, again, we're at that same point where we start going, okay, we go, <laughs> go, get, go get your immunization, go get your booster, and, and hopefully we can stave this off a little bit. And then people either listen or they don't. And when they don't, then we get the big, huge surge that we got uh, in September. So, mm -hmm. let's, let's hope uh, people learned something this time around. And that brings up a very big point. And I'm almost positive without even looking at the feeds. I'm almost positive that people are writing in like, should we do more restrictions? Should we back down? Yeah. Should we shut things up? Mm. Shut things down completely? Well, here's the, the take that I have as kind of lieutenant governor. The appetite for doing that from most people is really low. Yeah. They've been through it so much and they're mm -hmm. saying, look, I got vaccinated. I went through this, so I'm pretty safe. And that's true. Mm -hmm. Also, a lot of people went bankrupt or suffered terribly and they're like, please let me go into 2022 okay. So the best thing we can do really is recommend to people, look, please, please, please make the right decisions so that the mayors and the governor don't make that decision, which I don't think they want to either. Yeah. I really think that they are the, they're people too. They don't really want to add restrictions. So what can we do? Don't wait for government to tell you to have smaller gatherings. Just have smaller gatherings. Mm. Don't wait for someone to say be outdoors and not indoors. Just be outdoors. And don't wait for anybody to put any kind of mandates on vaccinations or anything. Just go do it because the definition of fully vaccinated by the time we get into 2022 is very likely going to be three shots. Three shots. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Actually, that brings me to, if I may follow up with that, because I have been hearing more and more, you know, national experts talking about how three shots, in other words, the original two for the full course, right, plus a booster, should actually be considered the new definition for uh, full immunization. Do you do you agree with that? I do. I, I, from an actual tactical standpoint to stop a virus, yes. And what I think a lot of people don't talk about, but they probably should, is that a lot of the vaccinations we have out there, for instance, for hepatitis, it's a, a three-shot series over uh -huh. time. And a lot of our children's immunizations are also three shots, often at two months, four months, and six months, or even two months, four months, and a year, but at an interval where you remind your immune system what you got to fight. And the <coughs> flu is essentially every year. Yeah. It's a booster. Uh, you do get uh, immunity that's built up, and your system knows about which flu to look for, but the flu does um, vary. And so when it mutates or you get a variant there, good to get a new flu shot. Now, some people aren't going to buy it. Some people just say, I've had enough. I understand. We all have to be very understanding about where we are psychologically. But on the flip side, we don't want this thing to drift and be with us for too much longer because it's really a drag. Mm. So we need to move forward, but we got to do it smart. So let's get through Christmas pretty solidly with minimal surge. And then when we hit spring, we should be good. We're better than any other state. We have the lowest rate still mm -hmm. of any state and the second lowest mortality rate of any state except for Vermont. Mm. 
Hmm. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. And it's close too. We have about 60 cases, 60 fatalities per 100,000. Hmm. Places like New York, New Jersey, they're like at 260, 260 hmm. uh, per 100,000, you know, four times plus what we have. So, I mean, it's heartbreaking to see a thousand people pass away. And yeah. most were most were a little bit older. 90% of all of our fatalities occurred in people that were 50 and older, 90%, mm-hmm. 10% under. And mm-hmm. the vast majority of those fatalities were people who were a lot older. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Lieutenant Governor, I was curious uh, what your read is on um, the other countries that are having this because we're, we're seeing large spikes in the U.K., uh, and places like that. And, you know, now we're starting to open up the travel again. So I think it's like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, but we do have a pretty good system in place. So for international travel, in order to come to the United States, people have to both be vaccinated and within 24 hours have a test. Mm-hmm. And so that that does kind of give you double protection. They modeled that protection after Hawaii in many right. ways, which we're grateful for. And then, of course, if people travel on to Hawaii, if they've, say, bumped in through LA and then come, they will have had their vaccination. They will have Mm -hmm. been pre-tested and they still have our safe travels paperwork to go through. So it's a pretty good level of protection. Most of the spread, if we have, it's going to be from community spread. I'm completely convinced of that. And we also don't have a lot of international travel yet because Mm -hmm. Japan, China, Korea, they're not spending um, much energy yet on doing this because they have quarantines back, especially in Japan in their country after return. So people aren't coming. That will change in 2022. By then, we'll be extremely well protected. Remember, we also have had 90,270 cases confirmed in Hawaii of COVID. Those individuals have some immunity too, probably three times that, frankly, mm-hmm. uh, the number of people. So all these things bode well for us overall. But what happens with coronavirus is it usually takes three to five years for it to settle into what we've said is an endemic state. It's mm-hmm. just there. And then it becomes seasonal. And then you will tend to see... Every year, sometime November, December, small upsurge, and it's going to be in people's minds that bad flu. But really what it's going to be is someone's going to come home and say, honey, you can't believe this. I got COVID and Uh, I'm not feeling that bad, but they're giving me this medicine. It's going to be fine and you'll get a booster. mm -hmm. So that's where we're headed. But this is hopefully the end game of that. And, you know, I... You know, my heart breaks for people who have been dealing with this uh, out in the community, like our first responders. Man, they've had a long two years, but they've held up and Queens and Castle and HPH. I mean, everybody, every hospital, Kaiser, they've gone through now basically three cycles of big surges. And I'm hopeful that this one is more like 30 percent as large Mm. in the hospital Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of what Esme pointed out, because the severity should be less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Should be. (laughs) Knock on wood. We hope so. We hope that is correct. Um, Before we get too far away from the data, you kind of addressed this principle earlier, but I just wanted to ask specifically, uh, we were reporting about the uh, latest projection from the Hawaii Pandemic Applied Modeling Workgroup, which I know we've talked about before. Um, Their latest forecast is that uh, Oahu could have 500 new cases per day by the end of this month, 1,000 new cases per day in January, and... Is that, this is, do you agree? Do you think that is, is correct? And is that a cause for concern there? Well, those numbers would be a cause for great concern. I think that there will be higher numbers, there's no doubt. Mm. And we saw yesterday even, although a hunk of those cases were catch up in reporting, I think that there will be more cases. I don't think we're headed to 1,000 a day. It's unlikely uh, in many ways because we don't do enough screening to actually be able to detect 1,000 a day anyway. Mm. I think that there will be a background number of cases, and Omicron is very likely in three to four weeks to be the dominant uh, 
dominant strain. Mm. If it is the case, we will see a much lower hospitalization rate in spite of cases, and people should have, for the most part, very mild disease. But we'll be very mindful if you're sick, if you feel any symptoms whatsoever, you'll, you know, you'll need to stay home, get a test. Very important to isolate then for a 10-day period if that does happen to you. It's a good way for us to protect from you know, vast and major spread. But what I'm looking at is I want to see kind of in about 10 days to two weeks exactly where our hospital numbers are going. A lot of what uh, is in that report is we see a big surge, but we don't see a large surge in our healthcare needs. And then what? In that circumstance, what they're saying is, well, that's what living with COVID is about, which is to say milder disease, built-in immunity, because we've all had two years now to build up immunity, either through vaccination or through catching the virus. Mm -hmm. And therefore, society itself is able to handle it from a public health standpoint. And I believe that's where we're going to be, although we're right at the tipping point, right? Because we have a lot of immunity, but it's not five years of immunity. Mm -hmm. And we now have this variant that's a little serious. I mean, it's spreading fast. So... We'll see what they do. All I can say is our our basic tools are still in the toolkit, which is get a booster. I would love to see us get well over 500,000 boosters done as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I said earlier we're at 300,000. I would love to see us be smart about not having large gatherings. Having, having smaller gatherings is really what finally put the fire out, by the mm-hmm. way. And then finally, if you're indoors and you're with a lot of people, you got to be wearing a mask. And that's the way to you know, prevent large spread. Yeah. And then you're okay. Okay. Um, I, I want to just walk through one thing because I, I gave advice to somebody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want to make sure I was right. Because oh, we've been doing this for like a year and a half. So I was like, okay, I, I know this. Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, her boyfriend, went to go visit a friend, uh, drop off something for them. Uh, they talked story for a little bit. He left. Once he left, the next day, they called and said, oh, I have COVID. So now... She's at home with him and going, what do I do? So she's like, do I go to work? And I went, well, you've both been vaccinated, so you should be able to go to work. I said, you may want to have him sequester himself in your house yes, and then have him be tested like in about three or four days because technically it's four to five days from first contact with this person. That's right. From finding out, right? Yes. And then if he's cool, you're good. Yes. If he If he starts to show symptoms, then you both need to quarantine because, well, you're both living in the same house. Is that right? right? That's exactly right. Yes. And so you're not in trouble until you've been determined to be a close contact. Mm -hmm. And the definition of a close contact is uh, more than 15 minutes, closer than six feet. And so uh, if that happens, and I think we went through this, didn't we, together when I had COVID back in September? (laughs) I wasn't here, thank goodness, but yeah, I remember that. So... uh, that's sorry about that one. Yeah. And so, um, and you saw because we were, we were smart, we got tested and everybody yeah. was okay. Yeah. It didn't spread. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, yes, you'll have to be a little careful and the tests are better now. The home tests are quite good. Mm. People can go and do that or go see your, your PCP or one of our many testing sites, get a quick test. Uh, but if you are not a close contact by definition, you just go on with your life. If you are smart, go the extra mile, wear a mask no matter what mm. because, you know, you're just being sensitive and, and yeah. careful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say it's it's now kind of personal responsibility that's kicking in rather than regulation, government telling you what to do and so on. What I've been saying recently is don't wait for the government, in this case me, I guess, but, you know, <laughs> anybody like the gov or anything, mm-hmm. don't wait for people to tell you to do the smart stuff, right? Mm. Don't have big gatherings, wear masks when you have gatherings indoors and go get your booster. That's 
that's the trick. Uh, if this thing spreads a lot and it turns out to be more severe, okay, of course, then we'll never let ourselves uh, get doomed in the hospital with mm. the, the numbers we had before. But I'll tell you, uh, people are smart now. We're just laughing because we're taking a picture at the same time. I'm just trying to sneak in a selfie. And, <laughs> oh, she's like, picture, camera, wait, whoa. Yeah, and then okay, the over here turns just for a split second. <laughs> of course. Shaka, and then continues. He's professional like yeah, that. So I, don't, I mostly want to make sure that Esme has a, a great day today and yeah. that nobody catches COVID. So we're on. <laughs> Be know, lovely. We're on I, would, I would enjoy that very much. <laughs> yeah. um, Wendy Lance also on our Facebook has asked, do you know when the next group of kids will be eligible for boosters? Uh, so kids, I believe it will be, well, essentially when we're six months out okay. and six months from now, I'm pretty sure that everyone will be allowed to get boosters. By then though, we'll be in the summertime and the necessity will be slightly lower mm. and they're going to be doing trials right now as we speak. But I don't think that the physiology is that different for adolescents. And so the recommendation right now it's for age 16 and up can get mm -hmm. boosters. Mm -hmm. I think that they're going to go down to 11 quite quickly. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then... Eventually, it's going to be you were fully vaccinated if you had three shots. They're, we're now leaning a little bit away from the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Yeah, I was going to ask you to clarify that because some people are a little bit panicked. Honestly, I have friends who were texting me going, I had the J&J &J shot. What should I do? I'm like, yeah. you're okay, but, uh, <laughs> but there's, new, there's new information. Can you help us understand that a little bit better? Yeah, it turns out that the efficacy of the Moderna and Pfizer shots, probably just because you're getting more of them and you actually had two shots, you essentially were getting a full complement of a booster, the second shot, that really gave people a lot more immunity. That's why people got up to 95% protection or so from the initial variants, 75% it looks like now mm -hmm. when you add the third shot from the Omicron. And so just one shot of Johnson & Johnson is not really enough. So the current recommendation has been to get that second shot, Johnson & Johnson, okay. two months after you got your first. And I think now that they're kind of seeing these numbers, the idea is we're going to probably steer most people to Pfizer and Moderna. Hmm. Now, if you got a Johnson & Johnson before, you can go get your booster from Moderna and start that cycle. I haven't seen any recommendations yet on a full cycle in addition to it, but go get a Moderna or a Pfizer shot on top of your Johnson & Johnson, uh, if at least it's been two months, mm -hmm. and then you're pretty darn immune. It's even good in some ways because it's slightly different approach. It's a different um, vaccination. Mm -hmm. So your body's getting different versions of the antibodies, which is nice when you're fighting back a virus. Yeah, definitely. Did, okay, so you got your third shot. Did yeah. they make your third shot Moderna as well? or In my case, I happened to be in the Pfizer cycle. Oh, so okay, okay. I'm I had sorry. three Pfizer, no problem at all. I had three Pfizer shots and, uh, you know, I haven't had any issues at all since yeah. I, you know, I had... COVID pre-vaccination. So yeah. that was two months, three months before the vaccinations came out. Um, mild case. So people like me who had COVID in 2020, they, for the most part, got some immunity and then the shots and became somewhat super immune. Mm. And there are some breakthrough cases, but they've tended to be really mild. And that's a good thing because as we go through this next cycle, and the reason we're seeing Omicron is because there's not much vaccination in Africa and in South Africa, an individual ended up having mutations and it spread. They were only at 24% vaccination, spread like crazy. Yeah. People get on a plane from Johannesburg. I worked in South Africa, by the way, back in my medical school years as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. You know, the rural areas are pretty, pretty yeah. rough. Right? And right. so it spreads, spreads, spreads. People get on planes, they go to London. London gets a variant yeah. and then people go to New York. And so that's what happened essentially. And I can't say that it didn't go straight from Johannesburg to Miami, to New York or Miami to LA, but 
the world is um, a smaller place than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So people are spreading these things. And all I can say is, yes, we will ultimately Im- continue to improve the vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Some people won't want them ever. I understand. You know, I'm actually much more understanding than I was two years ago when we discussed this, having gone through some of the discussions. We've yeah. had. I, I do sense that. <laughs> yeah. But I still recommend it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and people will know what their risk is now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the best part about society and Hawaii. We know, you know, we're becoming so health health literate about what's going on, and we care about each other, our neighbors, even if we are, you know, of a different philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's how we handle this. So Hawaii will come through this with one of the very best responses, but that doesn't mean it will be a completely smooth sailing period through uh, the early part of 22. Yeah, yeah. We hear you. Thank you for that. And um, on that note, I just wanted to ask you a follow-up question about the development of variants. Because I was listening, it was an interview, I want to say, with the head of public health that maybe it was Brown. I can't remember. But he was talking about how we will continue to keep on having variants as long as there are still large swaths of the population who are unvaccinated. Do you agree with that? And is that something of concern that uh, that you think could impact? Yes. The way I heard it put in the most kind of direct way is we're all going to learn the Greek alphabet very well, (laughs) which means Mm. we're going to hear these these labels. You know, eventually it's going to be pi and zeta and so on. Mm. We're going to have all of the additional variants that you can imagine. Now, many of them and most have been very benign, but we will have some additional ones. And if there's ever one that's severe enough, say, to affect children and cause a high mortality rate, you can be sure that they will you know, make major changes to the vaccinations to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meanwhile, we're all building up immunity from either our exposure or just the vaccinations we've had, and they should be minor. You know, the earlier coronaviruses that came in, you know, many years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they only ended up affecting like a few thousand people, 10, 15, 20,000 people, and they burned out. Mm-hmm. That will happen a lot. But this problem we've got is we've got millions and millions of people that caught a very infectious version of a coronavirus. And the more millions of people that you have that catch something, 10, 20, 100 million people, I think globally we are now at like, well, we're almost at 280 million people confirmed having had COVID. And I would wow. I would venture to guess that that number is closer to a billion people have had wow. some form of Yeesh. COVID at some point during, because a lot of people never get diagnosed. Yeah. What that means is, is that all those individuals, every single case, there are millions of opportunities for a variant to mutate and then become somewhat consequential. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it becomes consequential, it spreads. And when it spreads, we end up dealing with it. Okay. All right. Um, Ooh, another reason for people to get vaccinated. Yeah, yes. definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, got another uh, question off of our uh, Facebook page. Um, Ivy Amato wants, uh, is asking if you could explain why previous mitigation protocols made distinctions between indoor spaces versus outdoor spaces, but... Um, with regards to close contact, uh, there is no distinction about whether it's happening in an indoor space versus an outdoor space. Yeah, that's that's a pretty sophisticated question. Yeah, so, I know. I was like, <laughs> sorry, I had to read it like a couple yeah. times ago. Wait, I'm not quite sure what she's saying. So, so I would say this. Uh, even if you are closer to one another outdoors, there's still open air. Uh-huh. There's airflow. And that's why if you're indoors, say you're in a nice plantation home somewhere, you know, in Waianae, have the windows open, have the doors open, have the air coming through. You're approximating the outdoor climate. Uh-huh. But the very definition of a close contact, wherever you are, uh-huh. is 15 minutes or more, six feet six or feet. less. Uh-huh. And so that just means if you're up in someone's face, 
and it's you know closer than six feet for that amount of time, mm. we become mm-hmm. close contacts. Uh, but still, so much less risk. The earlier studies showed that the risk was about 19 times higher for indoor events wow. than outdoor events for catching COVID. So, you know, that's the way you got to go. You mm. just got to be outdoors. So if we're going to party. Let's party outdoors for Christmas, you know. Santa's outdoors, so we might as well be too. <laughs> He's up on the roof. It's yeah, fine. Right. Uh, Lots of fresh air there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then our boss wanted to follow up. He asked, uh, if you got the booster in August, do you have to take one in February 2022? So he's got he's got his booster, but he got it in August. So does he need to go get another one? Very likely it'll be a year out. And okay. uh, that'll be the recommendation, I'm almost certain. So it'll become an annual thing for people. And mm-hmm. it will gradually tend... Uh, to trend towards when you get your flu shot, which you'll be able to get at the same time. Mm. And so you'll get a flu shot and a booster and you'll be fine. And COVID will drop off quite a lot. It will not be our, you know, the crisis of our generation. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. the crisis of this three-year period. And it's the crisis of your arm because it hurts, man. Yeah, it can hurt. I got, <laughs> like you get the boot. Like Esme got knocked out, I, I man. got knocked yeah. out. So that's the deal. It's, mm-hmm. a, um, it's a sore arm. And there's also... There's a syndrome that, that we say is COVID arm, which uh-huh. some people get, which is persistent redness, not infection, interestingly, not a cellulitis, huh. but it's just from the uh, the immune response, the antibody response in the area. Okay. You put warm compresses on it, you take Tylenol, it goes away in three to five days. Mm-hmm. Oh. And be a little careful that it's not spreading. If it starts spreading, this is the, let me put my doctor hat on, put some magic marker around it, draw the line so you see the edge. And if, mm. if it spreads beyond that edge aggressively, you have cellulitis. You got to go get antibiotics for that. So oh. go to urgent care, go see your PCP, get antibiotics. Okay, cellulitis is an infection in the... In the arm, in the skin. So oh. so there's a difference. But yeah, the third shot, it, um, it boosts the immunity, it boosts the immune response. And there are things called pyrogens in the body, which are inflammatory cells that cause some ache and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so not not a hangover in our, <laughs> our innocent Esme, but really probably just got slammed by the vaccination. Thank you, Lieutenant Governor, for stopping in so, uh, so surprised. And we really, really appreciate it. And, yeah. and uh, okay, uh, I'm sorry, before we go, yes. just I wanted to ask Lieutenant Governor one more question about uh, holidays coming up. You have made several passing references mm. about how people can prepare for that. Mm-hmm. Some people are coming up, you know, with stories of of having real quandaries yeah. about what they do, Christmas being barely a week away. Yes. Um, should people cancel? Should they limit it to only boosted people? What do you What do you advise? Mm-hmm. I advise that we do what we did before, which was have our bubbles. Whoever is in your bubble, mm-hmm. the people that you're with a lot, mm-hmm. you are already cross-contaminating one way or another. Mm-hmm. You're taking that risk. Of course, it's internal uh, to your family, but that extended family and your closest friends, you spend so much time with them anyway. Go and have your Christmas party, see them, and what have you. Do, of course, encourage those that you love to get a booster because it makes it safer. Mm-hmm. They may not listen. I dig it. I got relatives the same way. Um, so... That's the best advice I can give. Would I have a large party? No, I wouldn't. I would wait. I would Mm -hmm. have intimate parties where you know you can control the situation. Uh, But I cannot, in good faith, ask people to continue to compromise the moments in their lives that are important. And we can control the spread of Omicron or Delta simply by being vaccinated and or wearing a mask. And so just have your party. And if you guys want to be extra safe because you're a cautious lot, Wear a mask the whole time, except when you're eating. Spread out a little bit when you're eating. Would you would you recommend uh, they also maybe get a 
test before they show up. Like my my auntie's like, okay, you can come over, but you got your like. I want to make sure you're vaccinated and yes. go test before you come over to the house. And I went, oh, okay, well, that's new. <laughs> that auntie is smart, though. That If you want to be totally safe, and a lot mm-hmm. of um, events and sporting events and those kind of groups that have extra resources are doing that. So yeah. I can tell you this. If you're vaccinated and boosted and then you do a rapid test and it's negative, go party. You know, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Okay. You're in your bubble. It's safe. From the standpoint of public health, I want people to have their Christmas gatherings. I just want it to happen safely. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you very you. much. On that note, uh, Lieutenant Governor, we appreciate you uh, spending some extra time with us this morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. man. Oh, thank you for coming in on this last day that I'm here. I just, I'm, I'm touched you made the time. Yeah, look, oh. have, have, a, have a wonderful end of this particular phase of your yes. life and yes. everyone have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much for joining us. For-